When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. And our churches and everything, we're always talking acceleration. And so uh, uh, we want to make sure that we're certainly moving in that uh, together and in a great way. And, uh, and so uh, we trust that that's happening for you. Again, we're going to get past just about 60 more seconds or so to connect and to get in on the call tonight. And of course, many pastors go back, listen to the replays. Of course, we live in the on-demand world today. And so uh, now you may have one group of people that are listening to the call initially, but then you have a whole other group of folks that are, are connecting to the call as it relates to, uh, you know, the on-demand features. And so we're going to make that available. And one of the new things that we're going to be doing, even with our calls and some other resources, uh, is um, making sure uh, that uh, we uh, have a new uh, Harvest Leadership podcast that we're going to be releasing. It's going to be talking all things leadership. And, uh, and it's going to be great, great, great uh, for you and I together. Again, it is uh, 7.35, 9.35 Eastern Time. I'm going to start with prayer again as you're coming in. You'll notice that your line was already muted. That way... We can move with excellence. Sometimes on conference calls, you get a bunch of static and a bunch of background noise, et cetera. And so uh, we're glad uh, to be on tonight. Let's pray. Father, we honor you and bless you. And we thank you, sir, for this great and awesome day, this great and awesome time. We thank you that it is the day that you have made, and we should rejoice and be made glad in it. We thank you now for these that are gathered together and even those that will listen to the replay and on demand and the leadership podcast. And we pray, Father, that you'd speak in a great way to us tonight as we endeavor in moving forward in acceleration. And uh, we honor you and bless you for this time together. We honor you and bless you for the things that are to come, for the things that are manifesting and uh, in the lives of everyone connected to Harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, everybody, this is Bishop Foreman. I want to get right to it. If you know anything about me, I like to get right to the point. I like to be direct and move forward. Uh, tonight on our call, we're going to be gathered uh, for a, a somewhat brief time tonight uh, to just talk about all things related to acceleration. We've got tonight on the line with us uh, fellowship pastors, those that have connected with the Harvest Fellowship of, of Churches, as well as uh, individuals that are not necessarily connected with us, but they're pastors and leaders in their own right uh, and in their own regard. And so we're glad that they are on with us uh, tonight also. Uh, as we're talking acceleration, a few things I want to go over very quickly um, that you can be mindful of as we move forward. One of the things that I'm so excited about is coming up, of course, in the month of June. We want you to make sure you save the dates and so you can plan on being there a part uh, of the wonderful gathering uh, that we will have uh, coming up June 20 through 22, and, or excuse me, 20th through the 22nd. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and uh, that is our um, conference here, and we're going to be hosting it right here in Denver, Colorado at our Aurora campus location. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm telling you, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a great, great, great time. And uh, I'm getting a notice here that it says the call is full. We can't take any more people. So that's a good that's a good problem uh, here. Uh, one of our, actually, one of our campus pastors is trying to get in, and, uh, and I understand that. So I know uh, if we can find a way to free up some lines, let's do that now. 
If not, he'll uh, hop on the replay. Uh, with all of that being said, um, make sure you take those dates down June 20th through the 22nd. Uh, it's going to be the Harvest Church Global Conference. It's going to be great. We've got uh, already confirmed with us, and we're going to be sort of doing a, a drip release of uh, the individuals that are going to be with us over the next few weeks and a uh, few days and few weeks rather. And, but it's going to be great. Kara Sheard is going to be with us. It's going to be three power-packed phenomenal days. Let me tell you what happens when pastors connect to harvest. When pastors connect to harvest, they are number one, encouraged. Number two, inspired. Number three, they always leave empowered to do great, great exploits. Uh, I can't tell you the number of testimonies from pastors that were discouraged, defeated, and we're talking churches of 20 people to churches of two, three, four, five thousand people. And the pastors, when they come into the environment of harvest, there is something tangible about the grace and about the anointing that um, that uh, that rests uh, within what God's ordained for us to do, and that of course comes out of my apostolic gift to really equip and empower leaders and pastors and ministry leaders and five-fold ministry gifts. So you want to make sure that you're here. It's going to be great. June 20th through 22nd to register for that. All you have to do is text HC to 59769, and uh, you can get details on that so that you can be here. Come, senior pastors, bring some leaders with you. You know, if you want um, you know, people, your people to be better, your people to walk in a greater level of excellence, a greater level of efficiency, You've got to get them around other people doing the same thing. And um, you've got to get them around their counterparts. You've got to get them around individuals that are going to be able to sharpen them. And we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. But, you know, iron sharpens iron, which means in order for you to become greater, you have to be around that which it is that you are. In other words, some people, especially as leaders, get frustrated because they're iron, but they're surrounded by aluminum. Well, iron and aluminum don't have anything to do with one another. Those are two different metals. All the aluminum is going to do is create frustration for the iron. And so I encourage you to get uh, your folks here, some of your leaders uh, uh, here. If you're a parachurch ministry leader, entrepreneur, executive, it's going to be three wonderful days on June 20th through 22nd. The weather's going to be great here in Denver. If you've never been to Denver, you'll enjoy um, the uh, sights and uh, the atmosphere, and uh, it's going to be structured in such a way where you'll be able to enjoy the word of the Lord, enjoy the worship, enjoy the people, and also be able to enjoy the city. So we're going to structure it in a way so that you won't be in church from sunup to sundown. Not that there's something necessarily wrong with that, but we want to make sure you're able to enjoy it yourself. So make sure you take the dates down for that. Also, don't forget, we're now moving forward with this schedule, our second Monday. The second Monday monthly conference call will be together every second Monday at 730 Mountain Time. I realize for those on the East Coast, that's a little bit later, but I guarantee you we're going to make the calls effective. And we're going to make them efficient so that we're not going to be on an hour, an hour and a half, and two-hour calls, and we haven't really accomplished anything. We're going to make sure that the calls are effective and make sure that the calls are efficient. And again, we thank God because, again, I just got to notice that um, um, the, the line is completely full. So we thank God uh, for that. We'll make sure that we are able to um, uh, accommodate additional folks being with us. We thank God for acceleration. A couple of other things real quickly, and then I want to share something with you tonight that's going to help you move forward as you navigate through this week. For many uh, leaders, Monday is sort of a day of rest, a day of recuperation. I don't believe in retreating. I believe in advancing. And so I believe in using Mondays to uh, get ready to knock the heck out of the upcoming week. Uh, also, I want to also encourage you in this regard, too. Uh, one of the other things that as we're moving towards June that we're going to be doing is God has gifted us and connected us with some great, 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 awesome people and leaders. And so we're excited to announce we're going to be appointing a bishop's cabinet and have done much of that already. 
uh, in a somewhat semi-formal and in some instances informal way um, uh, of leaders, a cabinet of leaders as we continue to accelerate as a fellowship. And we're going to formalize those appointments in the month of June at our conference, but we thank God we've already been, they've already been busy at work, and of course our staff here uh, at our Roy campus is very busy, we've got many projects going on, uh, new locations under development, and uh, just great things happening, and so we're excited about that, so we just want you to be mindful of that. Hey, let's jump into a topic tonight that I believe is going to be very, very apropos very, very necessary uh, for every single individual um, that is connected with us tonight. Again, the line is muted so that when people come in, we don't have a lot of background noise, we don't have a lot of uh, extra, if you will, so that we can focus on having a very, very uh, efficient uh, time, efficient uh, call uh, with us tonight. I want to talk tonight um, in this particular regard of uh, giving you uh, the necessary steps to uh, create a lifestyle of acceleration, creating a lifestyle of acceleration. Well, here's what I mean by that. First off, let, let me talk very, very practically for just a moment. First thing is at Harvest, I believe uh, in teaching in series, and I believe in doing that because I'm a man who likes to see results in the lives of people. I don't like to just go through ritual. I don't just like rhetoric. I want results. You know, if you think about it, what do they say, Missouri is a show-me state. And Jerry Maguire uh, in that movie, if you've ever seen that movie, he's trying to get Cuba Gooding Jr. to sign with him and, you know, and Jerry to be his agent. And Cuba keeps, Jerry keeps telling him all these good things he's going to do. And you know what Jerry, uh, you know what Cuba Gooding says back to him? He says a very iconic line that's so true. He says, show me the money. He says, show me the money. In other words, he says, show me some results. Don't talk to me about your theory. Don't talk to me about, uh, you know, what you think might work, what you think might happen. He says, show me the money. In other words, give me some results. And so everything that I'd like to do, I like to be able to say this is getting results in the lives of people. And uh, I bring that up to say last year our theme at Harvest was evolution. And so everything we did was evolution, evolution. And this year we're talking acceleration. And here's why. The butterfly and, uh, and if you're not taking notes, I encourage you to take some notes. You're going to get, pastors, you're going to get a whole lot of material from this tonight that, um, it, you know, uh, I like to say it's, it's, it's copyrighted, so make sure you copy it right uh, in the sense that it's going to be good for you. It's going to minister to you. Leaders, it's going to minister to you, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. It's going to minister to you, uh, but it's also going to be something that's very tangible and practical that you're able uh, to minister to other people. And uh, the butterfly, the butterfly has four stages of evolution. The first is the egg stage. This is when a sesame seed-sized egg is laid on a plant by the adult female butterfly. And these plants become the food for the hatching caterpillars. Now, after hatching, it chews a hole to get out of the egg, and then it eats the sac that it was hatched in. Now, watch this. The first stage in the development of a butterfly is it looks nothing like how it started. I want to encourage somebody today to know that the way you end is going to be very different than the way things look now when they start. That's why the scripture encourages us with things like this. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. You know, we planted our church here in Denver 12 years ago, come next month, we planted our church. They called Denver the church planter's graveyard. And think about this. Here are the statistics. We're in a state that's 4% African-American. I'm an African-American pastor. 
So just you got to think of some of the cultural dynamics of that. We're 46 out of 50 for church attendance in the nation. That means there's only four places with worse church attendance in the nation. But yet we've seen God do something incredible. And we are by no means, no means are we done. No means have we arrived. But we're seeing God do something in a region where they say it cannot be done. That is because... Whenever you are an evolutionary, and that's the type of leader you are, you're not a stagnant leader, you're not a regular leader, you're not an average leader, you are an evolutionary leader. And whenever you're an evolutionary, you're going to always start different than how you end. It starts as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun from McDonald's. The second level of the evolution of a butterfly is that of the larva. This is what we're familiar with when we think of the caterpillar. The caterpillar eats, and as it grows, it sheds its skin about four or five times. Now, here's an important leadership lesson I want to throw in here real quickly. You are going to shed your skin as a leader a few times, meaning you're going to have reinvented yourself a few times, and the people around you are going to change a few times. I'm going to say it again. You are going to reinvent yourself a few times. Things that used to be important to you will no longer be important to you. Ways of doing things that used to be important to you will no longer be important to you. But then the people around you are going to change. You have to get used. Watch this, leaders. If you're going to be an evolutionary leader and move at at an accelerated pace, you have to get used to the circle around you changing. You have to get used to the people around you changing. And who was with you a year ago and your inner circle may not be the same group of people that are with you this year. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Now, it could be an indication of something wrong. It could also be an indication that you're growing and evolving. And whenever you're evolving, listen to me, leaders. Anything that's around you that won't evolve can't stay around you. I'm going to say it again. I know I'm hearing some amen and some shouting because because what I just said has got some power to it. I know your line is muted, but think about this. When you're evolving, anything around you that is not evolving cannot stand to be in that environment because it wants to stay stuck and stagnant while you are advancing and growing. So that's Caterpillar. It sheds its skin about four to five times, and every shedding, listen, is the beginning of a new stage of life. As a leader, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm going to say it again. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Stop trying to settle into status quo. The word status quo, that phrase, in its original language, it means slow death. Don't worry about trying to stay stuck to the status quo. You are the interruption to the dysfunction of a system of church, of a system of ministry, of a way of doing things. Then it says, uh, the food that's eaten at this time for the larva is stored up and used later as an adult. Caterpillars can grow 100 times their size during this stage. So in this second stage of a larva, it expands and it grows in a great, great, great way. When it grows in this great, great, great way, it can go up to 100 times its original size, which means it's seeing growth, it's seeing results, it's seeing progress. And when you're at this stage two of development as a leader, and and let me just say this, we're always going to go through cycles of development, cycles of evolution. So you may be at stage four in one area of your leadership. You might be at stage one in another area of your leadership, all right? Every area is in constant development. But in level two, um, they can grow to be 100 times during their sessions, meaning they're seeing results. Then you get to stage three. Stage three, watch this. The caterpillar is fully grown. It becomes a pupa. It's also called a chrysalis. 
and it suspends under a branch or it's hidden under leaves or it's buried underground. Now, I, I want to say this so that you get this, leaders, because a lot of the frustration that leaders feel, it comes when they're in a stage three type of environment, a stage three type of scenario. When the caterpillar is fully grown, it suspends under a branch. What's suspending under a branch indicate? It's indicating that it's now being hidden. It's hidden in leaves or it's buried underground. This stage can last from a few weeks up to two years. Now, I need you to think about this. This started as a sesame seed bone. It goes and develops and becomes 100 times its size. And now it's hidden behind leaves and buried underground. I want to talk to somebody right now. Well, you're saying, God, I'm so frustrated with my life as a leader. Maybe you're a senior pastor. You're saying, I'm so frustrated in my church. Maybe you're an elder or, or a leader in your church. And you're saying, I'm just so frustrated with what's going on. Maybe you lead a parachurch ministry. Maybe you lead a business. And you're saying, I'm so frustrated with what's going on because I made all of this progress and now it seems like everything is suspended. It's seeming like there's no forward movement. There's no acceleration. Well, you need to know that this is just part of the process to go from evolution to acceleration. Back to our topic, the lifestyle of evolution and acceleration. This stage can last from a few weeks up to two years. It may look like nothing is going on, but some big changes are happening on the inside of the caterpillar, of what will become the butterfly. One of the things that often happens for many leaders is because we're so busy making things happen externally, that we often neglect what happens internally. And so you can grow, or excuse me, your organization can grow, your church can grow, your business can grow, but you might not be growing internally. And whenever what grows around you become bigger, becomes bigger than the growth in you, you're going to have a major conflict on your hands. Some leaders, the growth around them has exceeded the growth that happens on the inside of them. And whenever you have this, you're going to have this disequilibrium that takes place. And when that disequilibrium takes place, what you're going to have to then do is now uh, continue to evolve internally. And sometimes God will force you. I'm talking to somebody tonight. He will force you into that pupa stage of development, that pupa stage of growth, uh, so that uh, you can do some internal evolution, all right, internal growth. What's happening is the special cells that were present in the larva are now growing rapidly. They're going to become the legs, the wings, the eyes, and the other parts of the adult butterfly. And I want to put a pin here because I can relate to this stage, but in a frustrating way. Because how did you make so much progress and now be under a branch, hidden behind leaves or buried underground? After all that fighting, after all that prayer, after all that fasting, all that sowing, now I'm dealing with this. And our tendency may be, especially as leaders, to become impatient. Most leaders, you know when we wanted something right, not right now, we wanted it yesterday. And you are an administrator to a leader. You know, you, you, you probably, if you're dealing with a leader that's, uh, that's, that's progressive, they probably wanted what they wanted and they wanted it yesterday. Not, not, not tomorrow, not, not, not the day after, they wanted it yesterday. And the tendency when you're a leader is to sometimes become impatient. And when you're impatient, you're inconsistent in the right things. This is where we often mess up as leaders because we're so busy trying to lead that we don't lead from our lifestyle. If there's a different you in front of people, a different you in the office, a different you in the car, a different you with your family, those are a lot of characters to keep up with. 
And if you're going to live the lifestyle of an evolutionary, if you're going to live the lifestyle of somebody that's accelerating, it's important that you understand not to become impatient. When you're impatient, you're inconsistent in the right things. And we complain sometimes that it's not working, but sometimes it's because we didn't work it consistently. Here's patience, everybody, tonight. Patience isn't waiting. If you grew up in old school church, you know what I'm about to say. They that, come on, finish it with me, everybody, wait on the Lord. I know your lines are muted, but but though they that wait on the Lord, they, they, they shall renew their strength and mount up with wings like an eagle, et cetera, et cetera. And most people think that, that literally means sitting back, being inactive, not uh, and not doing anything. Well, that's not what that word wait means. In fact, in the text, in the Hebrew, that word wait means to serve. They that serve the Lord. So patience isn't waiting. Patience is the level of endurance your character can take. Watch this before becoming negative while you're being delayed or provoked. I'm going to say it again. Patience isn't waiting. It's the level of endurance your character can take before it becomes negative while it's being delayed or provoked. So when you look at the lifestyle of evolution to acceleration, while you're evolving, you're going to have some delays. You're, you're going to be provoked. And as a leader, it's important that we make sure we don't become negative. You know, uh, we've got a multitude of projects going on in Harvest. All of them are great projects. Unfortunately, though, what that does uh, on one end is that it means that certain things take a little bit longer to, to happen, especially sometimes as you're navigating through administration. Sometimes things can take a little bit longer than I would like for them to take. My, go, my job is to remain positive and not get negative while that's happening. There's, there's, there's perhaps a parachurch ministry leader. You, 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 you know, you've been reaching out to people. You've been contacting people. And at one point, you were seeing great traction. And now it doesn't seem like anybody's inviting you. Maybe you're a worship leader, and you were inviting people to come, or people were inviting you to come and be a part of what you were doing, and now all of a sudden, they're not doing that anymore. I want you to know this. I want you to know that you've got to remain patient. Patience has to be a part of your lifestyle. And I just want to tell you, I, I, this is something that you can think you master, and I wish I had some honest leaders on the line with but you can think you master it to only discover you haven't mastered it at all. Patience is the level of endurance one's character can take before you become negative while you're being delayed or provoked. So, in that third stage of the lifestyle, uh, of uh, uh, life of this butterfly, but for you and I, the lifestyle of evolution and acceleration, you're going to confront things that make you, uh, that provoke you, that can cause you uh, to uh, you know, feel delayed, etc. You can't get negative. I want to challenge you with this tonight is where have you got negative because you need to reverse that tonight. I want to speak this into your life tonight. For you to be an evolutionary leader, uh, an evolution is to go from an inferior level to a superior level. It is to go uh, from zero to ten. Evolution is better than revolution because revolution just means change, and that's great. But change can also be negative. Evolution is always change for the positive. Uh, and so this is so so very important. And if you're going to accelerate, that means you're going to go further faster. If you're going to go further faster, you've got to check areas where you've become negative. Where have you become negative? Is it in your prayers? Is it, is it in your the way you handle people? Is it the way you deal with these different situations? Is Are you negative every time, Pastor? Are you negative now? Because every time somebody comes to you, they're coming with their hand out warning something. Are you negative now? And then we get to the fourth stage. And, and, uh, and I want to give you these couple principles and we're done. 
with what I want to share tonight, and then we're going to pray and wrap up. The adult stage. Now, the adult stage is what most people think of when they think of butterflies. They look very different uh, from where they started. Now, think about this. Caterpillars can't travel very far. The seed it started at can't travel at all. But butterflies can fly upwards of 30 miles per hour. I'm going to say it again. A butterfly can fly upwards of 30 miles per hour. This is amazing to me because it doesn't look like what it started. As a leader, our goal and our job should always be to evolve. So much so that when people look at us, they say, you are not the same person that you were. You are not the same individual that you were. And they don't mean that in a negative way. They mean that in a good way. When you look at this lifestyle of these four stages of the development of a butterfly, I want to ask you, what stage, what area do you most identify with as a leader? Now, remember, you'll have some areas of life where, you know, you might be at stage four. You have some areas of life in ministry and leadership where you might feel like you're stage one, stage two. Identify the areas of a leader, excuse me, identify the areas that you're in in your life as it relates to these four stages of the lifestyle of a butterfly. And when you're doing this, here's what this is going to help you do. Self-assessment. Self-assessment is the beginning of acceleration. I'm going to say that again. Self-assessment is the beginning of acceleration. Great leaders don't mind assessing themselves. Great leaders don't mind assessing their results. Right before I hopped on a call tonight, I was meeting with our creative team here at the uh, Harvest Church Royal Campus. This week, we've got a busy week. We've got Wednesday Night Live, of course, and I encourage you to stream in and watch it on one of our six digital campuses. The Word, I believe, is going to speak to you a lot. And then this upcoming Friday, we're doing a new event for a campus we're looking at potentially developing in the Colorado Springs, Colorado area. And so we're doing what we call a Friday Night Fire event just to see what the response is in the area. Last time, the venue was completely full, and so we're believing God to do something great and, and uh, on this upcoming Friday. So we have a busy week, and then, of course, Sunday church. We have a busy week ahead of us, and we were meeting and talking, and, and one of the, I began to ask some very tough questions. And when I began to ask tough questions, it was a creative meeting. But in the creative meeting, we began to ask tough questions. And when we asked tough questions, we were able to spark conversation. Some of your greatest growth as a leader will come from you asking tough questions of yourself to yourself. Some of your greatest growth as a leader will come from you asking tough questions to others about you. And when you begin to live this way, you now will constantly be evolutionary. You know, you can't do eight-track ministry in an iPod world and expect to be effective. Expect to be effective. You know, we recently, we've gone through a whole digital transformation, and we're still in the middle of it. That's another one of our projects that we're in, upgrading all of our technology to be the latest and the greatest. And, uh, uh, you know... I, you know, we for a while were doing CDs and CDs, you know, and, and, and they were doing well. And of course, you have podcasts and YouTube and all that. But, you know, we discovered, wait a minute, cars aren't even being manufactured anymore with CDs. So why in the world will we continue to insist uh, that people grab a CD after church? I'm just using that as a small example to say you've got to ask tough questions of yourself and you've got to ask tough questions to others about me. Now, you never ask those questions to individuals that haven't accomplished anything. Never ask the unaccomplished how to accomplish anything. When you do that, you're going to hear from a critic. And a critic oftentimes is a person who is looking at somebody doing something that they can't do and yet giving their opinion about it. 
You don't want to hear necessarily from a critic or a negative critic, certainly not. But you want to ask those questions of people who can give you constructive information, constructive feedback. Sometimes it's called constructive criticism. If you want to go somewhere, if you want to go further, faster, ask people that are doing it. Ask people that are evolving. Ask people that are accelerating. Don't go ask, you know, every family's got a pookie nim, you know. And don't go ask pookie nim, uh, you know, how to get something done. And pookie ain't never done nothing. Pookie at best can give you opinion, but he can't give you facts. He can't give you any real steps to take. And so I just want to share that with you tonight to open it up. We'll pick it up and go into more detail in a more practical way as we continue uh, into our next call and uh, our next month and be releasing great materials for you. Again, as I mentioned, this call will be available for so many pastors and leaders that can't jump on it, that'll get the replay, and uh, they'll be able to do that. We're going to be releasing a new leadership podcast uh, that's going to be filled with leadership things. You know, real quickly uh, about me, because for many, for some, maybe this is your first time ever being exposed to Bishop Foreman, ever you know, uh, connecting with us, ever being on something with us, and just tell you my story real quickly. You know, there's there's glory um, uh, in the story, but sometimes people need to know the story so they can appreciate glory. You've got a story. We all have a story. And sometimes people will look at your glory and not know your story. They don't know how you had to cry. They don't know what you had to lose, what you had to suffer, what you had to deal with just to be where you are today. And so, uh, as from a pastoral standpoint, uh, I... Uh, a planted harvest church as a parachute plant, they call it. That means with nothing, nobody, no benefactor, no outside support. I already told you the statistics, 46 out of 50 for church attendance in the nation, and, uh, you know, only 4% African-American in the state. And, uh, of course, the harvest is multicultural, but, you know, again, when you're an African-American pastor and leader, building a multicultural church is, uh, can be somewhat different depending on the area you're in. And I uh, we watched God. I I took I built um, by the I started my first business when I was twelve and started full time ministry when I was twelve. By the time I was twenty one, I built a multi million dollar real estate finance business. And make a long story short, that business, that industry rather, not just that business, that industry collapsed. And uh, when that industry collapsed, fast forward, that's when the Lord starts talking about time to plant this church. And I'm thinking, God, why couldn't you have asked me to do this? When I was at the pinnacle of business success, while I was at the zenith of business success, why are you asking me now where I'm, I'm attempting to make plans for what my next business and entrepreneurial move is going to be? And, uh, uh, you know, went through great, great challenges and uh, overcame some great obstacles. And at the end of the day, uh, it, it, uh, it was very necessary for it to happen that way because I learned some very, very powerful lessons. And in that, uh, we planted the church and, uh, you know, again, started with the only money we had was my money. And my money, I was, you know, living off of my money because the industry I had built uh, uh, such a uh, dynamic uh, uh, company in, that industry had collapsed. And I remember uh, going through that journey. And, and when I look back over it now, I think, God, how did I, and I'll share it more with you as time goes on. Because sometimes, you know, all the practical leadership stuff, Leadership stuff is great, but sometimes we just want to hear a story. Sometimes we just want to know that somebody else went through a struggle, somebody else went through a challenge, and they still are being used by God to do great things. And so went through many challenges, and we've watched God, again, do uh, something very, uh, very incredible, you know, um, uh, here. And, again, we're just getting started. We're just scratching the surface, and I'm so glad that uh, you would be on uh, with us tonight. I know what it is to take nothing 
literally nothing <laughs> and turn it into something. I know what it is to uh, f fight through, to struggle through, to deal with a variety of challenges and yet still be able to see God do something great in and through you. And so I want to encourage you as we close out this portion of our call tonight um, uh, that regardless of where you're at in your development uh, from an evolutionary leader and moving into acceleration, just know that the only people that ever lose are the people that quit. Because is at the end of the day, you know, sometimes God has to allow you to go through what you may call loss now, but it's really a forced investment. It's really forced seed. It's really forced investment into the harvest called your future. So heaven doesn't regard it as loss. Heaven regards it as seed that's been sown. And so I want to encourage you uh, in that regard um, that, uh, listen, if God can do something great here in Denver, God can do something great wherever you're at. If you're in West Virginia, if you're in uh, uh, Houston, if you're in Tulsa, if you're in L.A., I don't care where you are, wherever you're at, God can do something in and through you that's very, very awesome. Again, just a couple of things, um, again, just for the sake of those pastors going back and listening to the replay. I want to again remind you uh, for our gathering coming up in the month of June. The month of June is going to be phenomenal, uh, and uh, it's going to be a great, great, great time. And it is our Harvest Church, our global conference. We call it global because uh, it is the opportunity for everybody and anybody to come and uh, and be a part of such life-giving worship experiences that are going to equip you, empower you in a great way. Again, Kira Shea is going to be with us. We're going to drip on social media, so make sure you hit us up, follow us on social media, at Bishop Foreman, and uh, on all the social media channels, Instagram, YouTube. Um, uh, I got rid of Snapchat. I like Snapchat. Uh, but Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, make sure that you connect uh, with us in that regard. And that's June 20th through 22nd. To get details or to register, just text 8C. You'll notice we use a lot of texting around here because we just like to keep stuff simple. Just text 8C to 59769. You can register for the day sessions, and then there's evening sessions that night. Great speakers, great sessions at that time will also be appointing some leaders officially uh, that are going to be helping us navigate forward. And on our next month's call, I'll be glad to introduce you to those individuals so you'll be able to put some names with faces and as we start to build. You know, the reason we're moving in this direction is because of the desire. Pastors came to us and said, Bishop Foreman, we want you to do something that gives pastors, one, a place to connect, a place to be where it's safe, where nobody's beating up one another, nobody's in competition with one another, nobody's trying to beat down one another, but instead... Men and women of God are coming together and lifting one another up, believing in one another, encouraging one another. Watch this. And wanting to see one another win. And so because of that, we're seeing many pastors connect with us, and that's why we're putting a structure in place so that we can facilitate those needs. And so uh, we're excited about that. And uh, I encourage, if you've got more questions about who I am or what, what God's doing and all that, you can go to bishopforman.com and you can find out more information about me what God has done uh, in and through us and what he's doing. You know, I really look at it this way. I'm just getting started. We're just getting started. We're just scratching the surface. May of this year will be 12 years since we planted the church. November will be 12 years since I was consecrated as a bishop. And um, and uh, October will be, what is it, 21, 21 or 22? I lost count. 21 or 22 years since I've been in vocational ministry, since I recognized the call. Uh, I actually got in ministry through music. Started as a drummer and then started 
playing keys and doing choir stuff and traveling for music, and we were so blessed and honored that put us in the Colorado Gospel Music Hall of Fame. And God's just done a lot of great things, and I just feel like I'm just getting started. I know for many leaders, I don't care if you're 32, 52, 82, 72, 102, never feel like you're at your end. Always feel like you're just getting started because you are an evolutionary leader. Hey, listen, if you want to find out more information about the Harvest Fellowship of Churches, you can do it right there when you text to get the information for this call. That information is right there available for you, and you can find out more about it. Uh, our whole goal is, again, to change regions by empowering churches to seize the harvest. That's what we're all about. I'm not into just having a bunch of meetings just for the sake of having meetings. I'm not into just getting together just for the sake of getting together. I want to see great results in the lives of those that are connected to us and the lives of those pastors. And so if you want to connect with us officially, you can do that. You can go to, again, bishopforman.com or just uh, the text you sent, text HFC 59769. You can get information that way also. Listen, thank you so much for joining uh, with us tonight. It's our acceleration calling. That's what we've been calling it all year this year. All year this year. Our acceleration calls the second Monday of each month, and we're going to have great materials and e-updates and uh, leadership trainings coming up. One uh, we're going to do later on this month, it's called Leadershipology. I'm super excited about that, and uh, it's going to be on uh, April 29th and 30th. At 6 p.m., it's going to be a digital event, a digital streaming event. I like conference calls, but I love doing streaming things so much more. Leadershipology, we're going to get into the study of leadership um, and uh, how do you really do it. And watch this, leaders. Not just how you improve as a leader, but how do you make leaders? How do you make leaders in your church? Can I tell you something? Not one leader in our church, listen to this. This is going to encourage some pastor. Because some pastor or some leaders say, God, I just don't have the right people. They, I don't have people who know what they're doing. I don't have this. I don't have that. Not one leader in our church was doing anything like what they're doing now in our church before they came to Harvest. I'm going to say that again. Not one leader, not one staff person, not any of our full-time staff, not any of our uh, leaders in our church, not any of the folks I was just meeting with, not one of them was doing anything like what they're doing in our church. We created a system to build leaders. And uh, we created something that um, that is working in a great way. I consult for churches, and we put this in play, and then one of the churches we consult for in the Houston, Texas area, and they're seeing great results. And so I'm going to share some of that with you. This will be a two-day digital event, so it'll be like part A, part B, August, or April 29th and 30th. It's Leadershipology, and we're going to do that digitally. We're going to do it YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook. We're going to go to all of those platforms, so make sure you take those dates down. Hey, listen, I have taken now, and we've shared together for just shy of 45 minutes of time. I want to give you an opportunity to uh, digest what you've heard tonight. Take the dates down. I encourage you, leaders, don't just sit on what you heard. Take some notes, go back, and start doing it. Your fortunes and your follow-up. Your follow-up is what's going to make you productive. Take the dates down so that you can receive some of these great materials, uh, particularly the conference and um, the uh, leadershipology we're going to be doing later on our next call, next month, second Monday, second Monday of the month of May. And so that is going to be May the 14th. May the 14th, second Monday of May, May the 14th, or excuse me, not the, yes, the 14th, the 14th, and uh, we're going to introduce you to some of our great fellowship pastors, 
and some of the the cabinet that we've now appointed to continue to help us as we continue to grow. And again, uh, excited about what God is doing. I want to pray this prayer for you and over you. And again, when you came in, your line was muted tonight. That way it's just easier to facilitate the call versus hearing a bunch of pings and people in and out and all that. It's just much easier to facilitate it this way. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this great leader. Father, whatever you've called them to do, whatever you've ordained for them to do, I thank you so much for what you've ordained in their lives. And I decree and declare uh, that you would move them from evolution to acceleration, that they would move in great strength, that they move in great power tonight. We thank you for all of the great and awesome people you've connected to Harvest for such a time as this. And I pray, Father, that as you've called me to lead, now not just men and women of God, but a movement that you're going to begin. We're just getting started, and our best and our greatest is to come. It's being developed. And so, Father, I pray that you would continue to draw those to us and to be with us that you've called not to take sides but to take over aggressive individuals that are serious about the advancement of your kingdom in every area. Father, we thank you that together as we move forward in great power and great authority that we'd see results in the lives of everyone connected, every worship leader, every pastor, every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, every man of God, every woman of God tonight, and we'd see great results. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Everybody say a to the man. Hey, listen, thanks so much, everybody. Again, this will be released on a podcast. We'll make sure you get the email that. And we'll make sure we text it to you, too. Again, one of the things we're going to discover about Harvest, we want to be efficient. So uh, we're going to use a lot of email. We'll use a lot of text so that we can just be efficient. We want to make sure that, you know, everybody's busy and got a million things going on. So we want to make sure we can be as efficient as we can. Have a great night, everybody. Shalom to you. And, uh, again, make sure you get registered for the conference. Text HC to 59769 June 20th through 22nd in Denver, Colorado. Have a great night, everybody. Shalom. You are the only person in the meeting.
You are the only person in the meeting.
You are the only person in the meeting. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.